This is an AMI podcast. This is an AMI podcast. Double Tap Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It's that technology show that, yes, does not take itself too seriously. I like that line. AMI Audio came up with that, and I like that. Uh, because it's true, we don't take ourselves too seriously. Well, at least these two don't. Tim Schwartz is here. Hi, Tim. Hello, Stephen. No, we do not take ourselves too seriously. No. Well, you know. Yeah. Uh, Sean Priest. How are you? I find that offensive. I am incredibly serious about my craft. <sighs> Snowflake. Yeah. <laughs> craft beer, craft cheese. Cheese, that's yep, the one. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right, let's get into that because we've got so much to get through. We've only got an hour, so come on, guys. Let's straighten up properly. Sit up. I know the show's jam-packed this yep. week. This is, Oh, don't talk about food. I love jam. Oh, no, I made a terrible oh. error. I do apologise. Wow. Let's get it back you know, on track. I, I, I was in a, so I was in a hotel oh, the other no. night. Right? My wife and I, we go we away. Go. No, I'm, I'm going to tell you. You started this, so I'm going to finish it. We're in the hotel. I mean, a nice weekend. And, um... Oh, dear, I feel a bit <laughs> bilious. <laughs> and, uh, we decided to have breakfast in bed. Um, well, and saying that... We, it's uh, getting worse. No, 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 you have to understand, we're married. So there was two separate beds. Uh, my wife had one, <laughs> I had the other. Um, and I was as far away from her as possible because my snoring bothers her. So that was not the only thing. That's love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um... So the guy arrives with the, the trolley, uh, with the breakfast and what have you, and I'm sitting there, this is really nice, and there's all these little jars, and I'm thinking, oh, this is nice, bit of jam. So there's toast there, so I'm having, thinking I'll have some toast and I'll have some jam, so I'm spreading away, doing what I do, and slapping this stuff on, and oh, lovely. Keep listening, this is a tech show, we will get to hang the Hang on, tech. hang on. So much to get to, he says. I bite into the toast. And it's tomato ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, classic blind move. Well done, sir. Yeah, thank you. Well done. Anyway, yeah, it is a tech show. Um, and uh, even when it comes to food, if I'm honest, I don't take myself too seriously because I even ate the toast with tomato ketchup on it. It was actually quite nice. Ah, there you go. Like a little Gordon Ramsay there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Heston Blumen, whatever. <laughs> Right, let's get into the tech show, shall we? Um, so, yeah, we're going to talk a bit about uh, the week's news. There's lots to talk about. Google is in the headlines uh, for a couple of reasons, because uh, they are now part of a major app that a lot of blind people use. Um, this is big news, actually, we're going to get to. Also, another app that has launched from Google, uh, only on Pixel phones that are the Pixel 3 in the States. Hmm. Okay, well, we'll talk about that. And Seeing AI is an update which could make us understand our pictures a bit more. Mm. Oh, and, you know, I can't believe I've left this to last. Apple have an event coming up. That's four mm. in the list this week. That shows you how busy it is. <laughs> so, yeah, we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to talk about Bose. Um, because uh, Bose, Tim, last week, you announced to the world that you had finally received your Bose AR frames. And I think it's fair to say you're happy with them. It is more than fair to say that I am so happy with my Bose frames. They've been well worth it. 
And as a bit of extra fun, the Bose augmented reality stuff has started to slowly roll out. <gasps> this past week with South by Southwest in Austin, Texas, they've released a lot of the augmented reality. And I just have to say, I am having so much fun with it. Right. Well, I am intrigued to know what kind of fun you're having. And you very kindly put together a bit of a demo because I think a lot of people want to know what the benefit of these is. I mean, I know that the sound is obviously a major thing, but I think AR is what people are wanting, isn't it? I mean, that's really... Oh, yeah. That's the selling point of these. I think so, yeah. I mean, I'm kind of a bit at a loss with these. I don't really understand whether it's the sound or the AR because AR, as you say, it's just released, so feels like an afterthought, but I don't know. (gasps) No, I don't think it was an afterthought because even a year ago at South by Southwest, they announced with the announcement of the Bose Frames that it would have AR and they've been working with developers to get the AR included as soon as possible. And so it just kind of came a couple months after the launch of the glasses. So I think it was always there as a thought. But for us, yes, the sound is really good, but it's open ear so it's not covering your ears and then add to it the AR functionality to me those are the major selling points. Yeah you tell him Tim of course it's not an afterthought why would they build them with the accelerometer the sensors the compass in if it's an afterthought? Just just cause. No the AR was planned (laughs) right from the beginning. Now for me it's a gimmick but it's not an afterthought. Oh, oh wow. Little dig in there Tim. Sorry Tim I tell you I mean your wife's on you to send these back um, because they cost so much money, although they don't really. I mean, I'm going to stick up with you on this one. I mean, I, don't I appreciate that. Cost. Thank you. Yeah, Hopefully, she's listening. It. Jennifer, if you're listening, I hope this. You know, I hope this gets to you because, um, frankly, you know, I think you should let Tim have these. He's had a difficult year. The guy needs something. Um, wow. <laughs> hey, there's not anything untrue about that statement. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. No, but um, they they are, I think, reasonably priced at one ninety nine ninety five, And uh, yeah, I'm liking Does it. Does that include it, postage it, and packaging, Tim? Unfortunately, well, it, it includes postage and packaging. However, it doesn't include tax, depending on where you are. Why but, do they say includes packaging? Of course it includes packaging. They're not going to just stick it in a plastic bag and send it to you, are they? That's a really good point. I never yeah. thought of that. Well yeah, done. It's disgraceful. But we'll know if they're worth the money after we listen to Tim's review, which is coming up in a minute. Um, right, look, let's let's get into the, the meat of this, though, because I think uh, there's a bigger story here that we need to talk about. Now, obviously, we want to talk about your Bose frames and you know get into the, the conversation around those, but I think we need to kick off the big news of the week, and that is uh, Bose and Ira teaming up. This is pretty big news. Well, it says and it sounds like it's big news because you've got a huge tech company in Bose uh, audio company of course who've just released these Bose AR frames and now Ira working with Bose so that the service of Ira can be delivered via these glasses. But not the glasses alone. Um, And I want to unpick all of this because there was a video that was um, put out Uh, by Bose and Ira and um, it kind of gave the impression that the glasses were all you need and if you couldn't see the video that is certainly the impression you would walk away with but the reality is you still need to have a phone possibly strapped to your chest Uh, these things exist apparently uh, where you can you know it's almost GoPro style I guess but you know you can (laughs) strap them around your chest yes Um, so you have the little phone in there and it can see the world around, which is how you connect. Um, 
And then what the Bose AR frames give the, uh, well, give you, the user, but also the person who's on the other end of the line, the, the assistant, is some sort of positioning information. That's the impression I'm getting from all this. And uh, if I'm honest, after sort of watching the video a couple of times, reading about some of it, I'm a little bit underwhelmed. Oh, Tim, how does that make you feel? Actually, I have to say that at this point, I now agree. When it first was announced that this partnership was happening, mm. and let's be clear, Ira hasn't implemented this just yet. It's supposed to come later this year, but... With the announcement, I was so excited about it. I was so happy. I really thought this was going to be a great thing and be very helpful for Ira. And as you said, Stephen, I watched the video a few times. I had my wife watch it just in case I was missing something visually. And I was because the gentleman in the video was wearing his phone on a strap and they were still seeing the video from the phone. And I thought, wait a minute, if you just listen to it, you don't really know that. It does make it seem like you are just using the Bose frames. Now, it's nice that the Bose frames are going to give a lot of extra information to the IRA agent, and they will get that positioning and get very specific information and, and be able to tell which direction you're looking and, and all of that stuff, and that's great. They're also going to have it where if you need to turn to the left, the agent will be in your left ear. As you turn, then they will come to the center, so it'll give you that positional kind of sound as well. And, and as augmented reality goes, I guess that's nice, but it seems like it's just kind of an add-on to the iris service as it is. And it might be helpful, but yeah, I'm not as excited about it the more I look into it. Oh, you've jaded Tim, Stephen. Unbelievable. <laughs> he was so excited. He I sent us messages saying, have you seen the news and the link to the video? But I've got to say, yeah, the video was particularly vague. Um, it I just couldn't figure out, well, what are these bringing that a pair of Aftershocks or Bluetooth headphones uh, wouldn't bring you using with your phone anyway? Um, but there was some sort of pointers towards what could be. Uh, they did mention that, particularly when he was trying to cross the road, that you would be able to um, hear in 3D audio whereabouts in relationship to the way you were facing where the button was you know the button is at say three o'clock and you need to head back to 10 o'clock to face the crossing and that is purely because of the sensors in the glasses so there are some extra things there but you know these things are also available in the phone anyway so I, I don't know I think again it's the fact that for me Ira is all about the visuals and specifically about the glasses the glasses with the camera in makes all the difference for me uh, if the Bose had a camera in, this would be amazing news, but well, they don't, so I don't don't really know what they add. No, that's that's my issue with it, because I wonder, is that, does it show up something that's missing from the Bose glasses, or does it show up something that I just haven't really considered here? Um, I can't work out which side I should be most annoyed at. I think it's probably because... more the latter because the Bose frames are intended to be audio. Bose has never yeah. pretended to say that they are going to be adding video to this. They're not a video company at all. They no. want this to be audio. So I think this is Ira saying, you know what? There are some additional things here within these Bose frames that could really help our service. And so we're going to do this. And I commend them for at least reaching out to Bose and, and good on Bose, just like all these other mainstream companies we've talked about the last 
last year or so, Bose working with a company like Ira, I think just the, the partnership alone is a big deal. But in this particular case, right, what is it really bringing? Now, where I'll be excited is if the rumors end up being true that a company like Apple, either late this year or early next year, is going to bring out their own smart glasses. And those, of course, we would presume would have a camera in them would have speakers and would have microphones and could be similar to the Bose frames with a camera and something like that with Ira with that camera would be fantastic. So I'm hoping maybe this is just a stepping stone to something bigger later. It just, it, in some ways it feels to me like Ira uh, have, you know, after inventing the typewriter, have just discovered the pencil. It's like, you know, yeah, okay, it's great, and it's it's useful, but, you know, it's like, you know, I, I, but, yeah, the typewriter can do a lot more. Um, but, you know, the pencil's good enough, you know, but, you know, that's why we invented the typewriter. I just... I, I just think it's it's a bit lacking, and and this I have, I have to be honest, I don't like this idea, and it's a very personal thing, but I don't like wearing a camera in that way. I see some people do it with like a lanyard. You mean wearing the phone out in public? Yeah, I don't want to do that. You know, someone will steal it, and I don't want that to happen. No, they won't. Yes, they will. Yeah, look, look, let's be fair because. Look, Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning, the price of these, the Bose frames, I mean, compare them to other Bluetooth headsets, the Aftershocks, as I've mentioned, and uh, wireless Bluetooth um, earpods and AirPods. I mean, price-wise, they're not ridiculously expensive. So the very fact that Ira have said, you know what? These are going to be popular, so let's support them and see if we can add the extra features they may no, bring. No, no, no. See, this is nothing wrong this with is that. A, No, no, no. This is why I think you're wrong, because Oof. they've already developed glasses. This is what I don't understand. They've developed glasses. They've actually got the stuff. I mean, it's like they, I've walked into the showroom and I've seen exactly what I want. And then the next week they've said, no, you can have it without the camera. And I'm like, well, I don't <laughs> want it without the camera. I want well, it with yes, the camera. But the glasses are a lot of money on top of an already expensive subscription. Just buy them. Well, it's not as simple as just buy them, though, is it? I mean, you know, and you've got extra things there. You've got the the, the battery drain of, of wearing glasses. So I can totally understand why they're sort of not putting all their eggs in one basket just on these glasses. Now, I, so as I, what, what were these glasses, Tim? Because it was Horizon, wasn't it? That's the latest version of glasses that Ira produced, isn't it? The higher, Well, I don't know if they produce them, but they... That's the ones they sell along with the package. Yeah, the smart glasses that they offer, you have to now pay additional money per month as part of your subscription to have the glasses, to rent them. Yeah, and I think at the, at the $99 a month price level, I think it's an additional like $24 or $25 a month to rent the glasses. You can purchase them right. outright. I think that's $400 or $450, something like that. So more than double the price of the Bose frames. But again, they have a camera. So... You know, I, I commend Ira again. I think that this is a good partnership. It's a good addition to the service. But I do agree. I don't want to have to either hold my phone's camera up or strap it to me in some way. No. I, I've already got my cane in one hand. I don't want to have to deal with that with the other hand. And uh, so I like the idea of using both frames with it. But I don't want to have to also hold the phone. So it's kind of bittersweet in that respect, which is why I said I'm hoping that this is just kind of a stepping stone to something better because I don't think this is the full on answer. But I think that Ira did a good thing here, though. Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I don't want to get down on Ira on this because actually I do support what Ira does. And I think actually it's a great project. And I say that considering the fact that I'm in the UK and it isn't even available here fully yet. And I would love it to be. Yeah. Um, I, I suppose I just I, I, I 
have a lot pinned on this. You know, I have my independence pinned <laughs> no, on this No, we thing. all do. But when this I was first announced, we all loved this idea. It sounds amazing. To me, it's a bit like, I think, the when YouTube first came out, before we had fast enough internet to really enjoy it and for mm. it to take off, you know? Yeah, exactly. As soon as these glasses, these smart glasses or glasses with video cameras uh, built in are widespread, then this is going to be amazing. I think we're just at the start here. So... Um, that aside, let's get back to the Bozier frames themselves because Tim, for the, us this week, so kind, this guy, um, he <laughs> decided to sit down in a comfortable chair and enjoy his Bose AR frames. Oh, isn't this so nice? I can feel the warmth of the sun and the wind blowing through my hair. I can hear the crashing of the waves upon the sand as I turn around and take in all my surroundings. Oh, I feel so relaxed. Oh, I really wish Stephen and Sean could be here. They would love this. You know, I really wish all of you could be here with us as well. Actually, you can be. Because I haven't actually gone on yet another Caribbean vacation. I'm not even at the beach. I'm actually using my new Bose frames to listen to a soundscape through a new Bose app called Radar. Now go out and get yourself some fit black frames With the glass so dark they won't even know your name And the choice is up to you Cause they come into classes Rock home shades of cheap sunglasses well, I wouldn't say these sunglasses are cheap. They are priced at $199.95. And they do come in two classes, a larger, more traditional size, similar to Oakley's and Ray-Ban's, is the Alto. A smaller fit pair called Rondo provides rounded and smaller frames. Both types of Bose frames have 99% protection against UVA and UVB radiation, and their lenses are scratch-resistant. But the Bose frames are not just a $200 pair of sunglasses. They are also wireless Bluetooth headphones with built-in audio augmented reality compatibility. Wait, what did I just say? Yep, that's correct. The Bose frames are also Bluetooth headphones. Packed with multiple sensors, two microphones, and two speakers that send directional audio right into your ears, the Bose frames work in conjunction with your smartphone and certain Bose AR-enabled apps as well as the built-in GPS. This enables you to use Bose AR-enabled apps to not only augment the reality around you, but to also use certain apps and games with augmented reality as well. But before we can wear our Bose frames at night, we need to set them up. If you've ever set up any other type of Bluetooth headphones before, setting up the Bose frames is fairly simple. When you put your Bose frames on, locate the small circular button near your right temple on the underside of the arm of the glasses. Press this button and hold it in for approximately 2-3 to three seconds. When the Bose frames turn on, you'll hear a voice that will tell you the battery level of the device, and then it will say ready to pair. Then navigate to the Bluetooth settings on your smartphone and find the Bose frames and tap on it. You have now connected your Bose frames just like any other Bluetooth headset device. To turn off the Bose frames, simply flip them upside down for about 2-3 to three seconds. To turn them back on, simply press the small circular button in once. 
To access all the benefits that Bose Frames has to offer, you'll want to download the Bose Connect app. The app will allow you to update the firmware for your Bose Frames, as well as give you access to Bose AR content, music players, frequently asked questions, and so many other things. When you first open the app, it will try to connect to your Bose frames. If you haven't already paired them with your Bluetooth settings, it will ask you to do this when you open the app. Once it has found your Bose frames and connected, you will need to set up an account with an email and password, and then you'll be given the option to rename your Bose frames. Previously, the Bose Connect app wasn't all that accessible with VoiceOver on the iPhone. However, as of version 8, the app is now much more accessible. So let's go ahead and take a look and see what the Bose Connect app has to offer. Bose Connect. Double tap to open. Bose Connect. About. About. Button. Connecting. Ellipsis. Getting things ready. Settings. Button. And swiping to the right. Connections. Button. Bose AR. Button. Battery level. 90%. About. Button. Mini player. Expand now playing screen. This mini player shows the last thing that you had been playing either from the Bose Connect app itself or from any other audio player app. Episode 72, Meditation and Relaxation Apps. Double tap to expand the mini player. That sounds vaguely familiar. Let's go ahead and double tap on this. Episode 72, Collapse Now Playing Screen button. Episode 72, Meditation and Relaxation Apps. Double tap Canada Bullet March 7th, 2019. Previous track button. Play button. Next track, button. Volume, 89%, adjustable. Swipe up or down with one finger to adjust the value. So that's everything in the mini player. What do you say we go back and hit the play button just for fun? Next, play, button. Double tap, Canada. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Double Tap Canada. It's the technology show that's like no other. And that's what the viewers who don't like us say. Wow, who does that guy think he is? Anyways, let's do a four-finger single tap at the top of the screen. Collapse now playing screen button. And then double tap to go back. Collapse now playing screen. Mini player. Expand now playing screen. Episode 72. Meditation and relaxation apps. Double tap to expand the mini player. Play button. Selected. My bows. Tab. One of two. Music. Tab. Two of two. That's everything that you can find on the main screen of the Bose Connect app. Now let's go back to the top of the screen and check out the settings menu. Settings button. Setting. Settings. Heading. Close button. Your product is up to date. Name. Tim Shades button. Connections button. Product tour button. Standby timer. Never button. Voice prompts on. User manual button. Product info button. Disconnect button. Disconnect button. And as you heard, that's the end of the settings menu. Let's go back to the top of the screen and check out a couple of these sections just so you can see how accessible they are. Settings. Heading. Close button. Your product is up to date. Name. Tim Shades button. Connections button. Product tour button. Standby timer. Never button. Double tap. Standby time. Back button. Standby timer. Heading. Close button. Five minutes. Button, 20 minutes, button, 40 minutes, button, one hour, button, three hours, button, never, button. As you heard, there's many options here, so that's quite handy. Let's go back and check out the user manual. Back, button. Standby timer, never, button. Voice prompts, on. Double tap to turn voice prompts off. User manual, button. User manual, back, button. User manual, heading. Close, button. Search, ellipsis, search field, quick tips. 
How do I check the charging status? Heading level 3. How do I check the battery level? Heading level 3. How do I connect using B? Heading level 3. Bluetooth. Heading level 3. Registered menu on my mobile device. Heading level 3. How do I know my mobile device is connected? Heading level 3. How do I disconnect a mobile device? Heading level 3. How do I reconnect a mobile device? Heading level 3. How do I clear the frame device list? Heading level 3. How do I disable slash enable voice prompts? Heading level 3. How do I power on the frames? Heading level 3. That's really important. I'm going to double tap on that one. How do I power on the frames? Heading back button. User manual. Heading. Close button. Back to full list. Navigation. Landmark. How do I power on the frames? Heading level 1. Rule. Dimmed. Press the button on the right temple. The status light glows solid white for 2 seconds, then glows according to Bluetooth. Registered connection status. A voice prompt announces the battery level end. Bluetooth. Connection status. 04 underscore power on. PNG. Image. I'm not quite sure what this image is, but it does seem to be about the only thing not accessible in the Bose Connect app. Okay, let's go back and check out the rest of the settings menu. Back. Button. User manual. Button. Product info. Button. Product info. Back. Button. Product info. Heading. Close. Button. Firmware version. 2.3.1. Serial number. Original name. Bose Frames. Date of manufacturing. January 24th, 2019. Back. Button. Product info. Button. Disconnect. Button. Of course, if you want to disconnect your Bluetooth headphones from the Bose Connect app, you would tap here. Okay, let's go back. Settings. Heading. Close. Button. Settings. Button. Connections. Button. Connections. Heading. Close. Button. Current. Tim's iPhone 2. Switch button. On. Double tap to toggle setting. This product can only connect to one device at a time. To connect a different device, power off the frames, then press and hold the button on your frames until you hear ready to connect. History. Heading. Edit. Button. Connections. Head. Close. Button. Settings. Button. Connections. Button. As you heard, the connections area just shows you the different devices that you have currently set up with the Bose Connect app. Now let's check out my favorite part of the Bose frames and the Bose Connect app. Bose AR. Button. Bose AR. Webpage loaded. Address. BoseRapps.Bose.com. Secure and validated connection. Reload. Button. Done. Button. Red Apple. Logo. Slash. Bose AR. Slash. Wide. Link. App Showcase. Link. Available in select countries for select products. Link. Slash. Link. Image. These are just a few of the Bose AR apps that are available at the time of this demonstration. One not listed is the Bose Radar app, which is a soundscape app that you heard at the beginning of this review. Also, Ira has announced a partnership with Bose Frames to bring AR to its service later this year. So let's swipe through these so you can get an idea of what's currently available. Audio Jack Link. Take back your imagination with Audio Jack Link. Slash Link. Image. Herblay Link. Stories you play with your voice and body. Link. Slash. Link. Image. Golf shot. Link. Virtual caddy guiding you on 45,000 plus golf courses worldwide. Link. Slash. Link. Image. Comrade AR. Link. Immersive. Interactive adventure. Link. Slash. Link. Image. Autocast. Link. See. Here. Explore. Link. Check back soon to see more of your favorite apps now supporting Bose AR. Privacy policy. Link. That's the end of the Bose AR list. The best way to get back to the previous screen I found is to do the two-finger scrub gesture. Place two fingers on the screen and make the sign of a Z back and forth on the screen. Settings button. Connections button. Bose AR button. Battery level 90%. About button. Music tab 202. This music tab is the last thing that you will see in the Bose Connect app. In this section, you can sync your services like Apple Music or TuneIn Radio so that you can get a very specific experience within the Bose Connect app. There you have it, the all-new Bose Frames and the Bose Connect app. 
keeping your ears open to the world around you while offering an audio augmented reality experience that you've never had before. With tech like this, the future does look bright. I've got to say, Tim, I love the sound of that. That sounds like a lot of fun you've been having there. And, and some of the AR content in there just sounds really good as well. Oh, so. you've changed your tune, haven't you? Oh, I see. Well done, Tim. <laughs> Uh, right, look, stick around, we've got the news coming up and uh, lots more here on Double Tap. Double Tap Canada. Welcome back, this is Double Tap Canada. Now, guys, I was hoping this week that I would be bringing you information and news and opinion on the Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus. I totally forgot about that. I cannot believe it. You've got one. I do. I've got it in my sweaty hands right now. Um, (laughs) There's an image for you. Um, I hadn't forgotten about it, but now I wish I had. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, I was going to do an in-depth review in my first thoughts, but then all this news broke, and I was like, oh, we're never going to fit this in. So we're going to do it next week, I promise you. Yeah, that was the reason you didn't do a review. (laughs) Well... I was also going to say because Tim did a fantastic job with the yes. Bose R Frames review. I didn't want to sh- steal his spotlight, so um, you know, I am that's a, a good excuse. Person. I'm going to save that one. Yeah, you like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, keep that. Yeah, but if it's a busy show, you can get away with anything. Um, so no, I am going to get into it next week. Do you want? Do you want a bit of a sneak? Yes, of course. It? Yeah, it's not bad. Oh well. <laughs> There we go. We don't need any more in-depth than that. <laughs> the love affair with Android's on again. Well, so here's the interesting thing, right? I'll just tell you quickly. Um, the the Samsung, what, what Samsung have done is they've created their own version of TalkBack, and that intrigued me. What was that going to be like in comparison to regular, you know, Android uh, TalkBack? Um, yeah. I'd say, if and I've said before on the show that I often felt that Android, if you compare it to iPhone, is basic in the sense of it has less gestures, which isn't actually a bad thing. It just has less gestures and and all that. Well, if you take that approach, then Samsung's is um, pre-school, uh, I think is the best way to put it. Um, it's actually much swifter and nicer to use than Android's top back. It's more responsive, but then again, and, and, and I'm comparing here uh, Samsung Galaxy S10 Plus with a Google Pixel 3, um, certainly a lot swifter. Yeah. When you put Android top back onto the Samsung phone, yes, it is swift, but it's not as swift as Samsung's own one. The only problem is it's not great with websites. Um, when you're online with it, it's not great. At get, I mean, for example, you can you can change the granular, granularity. I can never say that word. Granularity. Um, <laughs> who is she? Um, but uh, you can change that to headings or links or whatever you want. But it doesn't respond to any of that. It just runs through you know the web page. Oh, so it doesn't really work so well. It makes me wonder if that Samsung's version of TalkBack is based on a. a earlier version of Android's TalkBack, because that was a problem with Android, uh, at least when I was trying it a few years ago. The website uh, functionality was pretty poor. And you might remember, 
I got quite annoyed about the Google Pixel because one of the things I couldn't do with it very easily was direct touch typing. You had to find a letter, double tap, find a letter, double tap. Uh, and then yeah. Android 9 came out, and the Pixel 3, this this feature just seemed to appear out of nowhere, and suddenly it worked. And on the Samsung, it doesn't work. Unless you change it to a new neural engine version of the Samsung keyboard, in which case it does work. Um, mm. Flexi, which I thought would be brilliant for this, uh, doesn't work with uh, any version of Android uh, TalkBack or uh, Samsung TalkBack. So that's a bit annoying. It doesn't do anything at all. You can't type at all with it. Um, so there are some bugs along the way, but I think ultimately it comes down to the old adage about these phones, which is that they're all different. They all have their own quirks. Um, obviously, with these devices, you know, top back, it, it's a major part of the software, but it doesn't feel like it's up there, you know, with the camera or with, you know, I don't know, making a call. Um so yeah. it's uh, yeah. I'll say this: I'm I do like the phone. I think the phone is is brilliant. The camera is incredible. The sound, I've got to say, it wins hands down for the best sound. So I was telling you I was away at the weekend, having a nice, lovely weekend with my wife, and we were in the elevator, and I am standing there, and the next minute, what sounds like an orchestra starts playing, and I'm thinking, oh, there's music started in the lift. And I'm thinking, oh, this is nice, and the doors open, and the music is getting louder. And as I'm walking, it's coming with me, and I'm thinking, is this is this me? Because I hadn't had the phone. No one had dialed my phone by this point, so no one had called me. It's like my granddad. Your phone's <laughs> ringing. Answer it. Honestly, you would not believe how loud and how clear this phone was. And you honestly would believe, and I'm standing there in a hotel lobby, and you couldn't hear yourself for this thing playing this orchestra music. That's pretty impressive. It was impressive. loud. I mean, I, yeah, it, it was just incredible. And the sound of it is, is brilliant. The, I mean, it's 4K. It's got Dolby Atmos on it. <laughs> Lord. Um, so it is utterly amazing. And uh, I await the Galaxy uh, Buds that are coming along with it, the ones I get for free because I pre-ordered. So um, I'll do a proper review of it next week for you, but I, I am so far very impressed, I have to say. And um, the winner... And this was it for me, ultimately. I didn't know this until I got it. I, you know, put a little pin in the hole to get the SIM card holder out. Pulled it out. Dual SIM! Oh, bonus. Proper dual Very SIM. Nice. Not this eSIM nonsense that the iPhones have. Um, so, yeah, I'm really impressed. So, I've popped my two SIMs in. It is really nice. Works beautifully with TalkBack, that aspect of it. Being able to, you know, send a text to SIM 1 or SIM 2. Um you know, answering calls, you know, making calls via the different SIMs, very easy. So you don't need um, to turn off the phone to choose which SIM you're definitely using? Definitely not. Both active at the same time. So today, for example, oh. I got a call on one SIM, and then, you know, five minutes later, I got a call on another SIM, and you wouldn't know the difference. It was Wow, that is impressive. Seamless. So I am impressed with it. I am impressed. I will be holding on to it. I do like it. Um, and, you know, a couple of people had asked me, uh, just generally about this, because they were saying, you know, maybe with it being a larger phone, because I got the Plus, and because you can increase the text size further, maybe that would be good for me. The answer is yes and no. Yes, I can actually read text messages on it, because the text goes up uh, far enough, and you can embolden the text. You can change the font as well, which is quite nice. Um, but it's not good for me for reading long... I, I couldn't read Twitter on it, you know, or Facebook, or any of that yeah, kind of yeah. stuff. 
but the text is big enough to. So if you've got partial vision, I'm not sure what the size, the text size is on that phone. I'm going to go out on a limb and say 18 point, maybe 20 point. Um, well, that's massive. It's it pretty be. big, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, it, it, it's a really nice phone. So, that aside, I'll do a proper review of it next week for you. Um, Looking forward to it. There are a couple of things I am excited about, though, maybe more so. And, you know, actually, now I've got this phone, uh, although it's a Samsung phone, granted, but it runs Android. Um, this might be good news for me. Uh, Google has arrived on Be My Eyes, the app. Yes, I mean, and the Microsoft customer support uh, option has been so popular. People rave about that. It's just a great service to have. So finally, I mean, Microsoft has been on there for a while now. It must be a year, surely. Mm, Definitely. Yeah, I knew that they were working on bringing in other companies. I, for the life of me, couldn't get Hans Weiberg, their their uh, creator, to tell me who they were when I spoke with him last. <laughs> but it turns out, yes, it is Google. And I think this is a big deal. I think it's going to be very helpful for those people who have Google devices and need technical support, adding to it, like you said, Sean, with Microsoft. And from what I understand, they're only going to keep trying to add more and more companies to be my eyes. So I think this is really good news. I think this is good on two levels. It's good, obviously, if you've got a problem with your phone or with your Chromebook. And as a user of a Chromebook now, um, I am finding hiccups along the way, thinking, ooh, good to get an answer to that. Um, Having this will be fantastic. But I think the flip side to that is that they, Google that is, will be able to identify issues more clearly. So, for example, if there's a bug in the software that means it can't do something, then that could be fed back. And I hope that's the case. That will be fed back to the development team so that it can be fixed in future development. Uh, That is something which I hope happens because if it does, well, then it just gets even better and better. You know, it's not just about, oh, this doesn't work. It's like, yeah, okay, it doesn't work. It's either because you're an idiot or because something's wrong with the software. Or both. Or both, yeah. Um, <laughs> sometimes in my case. Um, no, I, I think you're right. Because sometimes it feels at least like when you email or tweet or even ring a company and tell them that, you know, this part of your software or service is inaccessible to me as a screen reader user or as a user of assistive tech. As soon as they hear those keywords, you know, screen reader or assistive tech, they go, oh, okay, that's that incredibly specialised um, software that is something to do with another department. It's not actually mainstream, if you know what I mean. Um, whereas if they actually see how we use it and how we interact with um, their service or software, I think it, it gets it across that this isn't witchcraft. This isn't a no, weird, bizarre no, I think it, uh, thing that we're using. It is actually just part of whatever technology. This kind of conversation matters. Um, and I think also, you know, it's just... It's the simple thing, isn't it? You know, actually talking to someone, getting an answer. You know, you can fire off an email on a Friday afternoon and you don't hear anything back at all. Yeah. Or you get an email back in five days and it's like, oh, thanks for your, you know, comment. We'll, you know, stick it in the bin along with the rest. <laughs> um, and you think, okay, fine. But if you can talk to someone and you can get your problem resolved and at the same time it feeds back, then then that would be brilliant. I think this... I think Google's a big deal, actually, on this one. Um, not so much more than Microsoft, but I'd say more than Apple at this point. Because, yeah, I mean, it would be great to have Apple on there, and I hope that is something that comes. I somehow highly doubt it, knowing mm. the way Apple operate. But uh, I'm really glad Google and Microsoft have done this, because those are two companies, I know it sounds terrible, but I tend to 
want to call on a lot. Um, not because I have endless problems, but because, you know, there are things I think, okay, there must be a way to do this. Am I missing something? And just for someone to say, hang on a minute, yes, you do this and this happens, hoorah! Uh, that's my take on it. Right. Uh, okay, well, that's fine. Um, moving on then. Uh, Didn't think there was much more to say. <laughs> on to the Pixel 3. Uh, now, the Pixel 3 is out around the world, but if you're in the US, there's a new app that is coming out. It's called Lookout. Uh, I have to be honest, I haven't really followed this story. I know of this. I kind of got the impression it was like another seeing AI. Am I right in saying that? Yeah, I think seeing AI is a perfect example to give as to what this Google Lookout app can do. So Google Lookouts can recognize objects, it can recognize faces and people, and read text. So currently there's three modes to Google Lookout. There's Explore for recognising everyday objects, and probably that's the mode you'll use the most. Uh, there's also Shopping Mode for scanning barcodes and identifying banknotes and currency. And also Quick Read for reading your post or signs or labels and things like that. Now, when they first demoed this at Google I.O., they did show it actually telling you where objects were, like scissors. Um, it would say scissors at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock. Uh, I'm not sure if that feature is still there. But still, um, as you said, look, seeing AI is incredibly popular. I use it all the time. And this does seem to be um, something very, very similar. Yeah, I think the technology here is really good. Although this one kind of snuck up on me because I think we talked about the Lookout app over a year ago. It was supposed to come out late last mm, year. Right. And then all of a sudden it just kind of popped up out of nowhere. And it's like, well, okay, this is nice. And they had implemented some of these features, I think, in Google Photos. Not not a lot of it, but some of it as far as giving you some information or feedback. But the standalone app itself, I haven't used it, but I've talked to some people who have. And it apparently does work really nicely, just like Sean was describing, to get information about your surroundings. So I'm glad that Google has done something like this. Yeah, I love the sound of it, but it also infuriates me at the same time. Because Of course it does. <laughs> <laughs> what doesn't? Well, but, but it does because I really just want a pair of glasses with a camera and some bone conduction or shot-firing, sound-firing headphones or whatever it is into my ears. You know, whatever. Just I want a, a pair of glasses with a camera because this would be brilliant. You know, it's all this nonsense. You've always got to pick up your phone and you've got to aim it at something and I know, hope you've got it up right. I your phone. I mean, God, it's have like you, the olden days. Have you tried? Have you tried <laughs> taking... Uh, an image of, say, a letter. You know, you use, like, Seeing AI for that, or you can use Office Lens or whatever, um, and, and you can get it to OCR, the, the letter, so you can read it. So you're trying to get that right in the right place. All that faffing about that's got to go on. Um, Whereas you just look at it, sit, stare at it. Great. Brilliant. <laughs> done. Yeah, but you still got to, you know, to stare at it is is you're going to have to place it in the in the right position and orientation so it's yeah, not you, you fix could put everything. your hands on it you could put your hands on the letter and say right i'm looking at my hands it's on the page so i'm yeah. obviously looking at it and that's it well i would like to disagree with you but yes i think glasses are the next step it's bound to be the next evolution of of the smartphone do you know where the problem is here there's blooming sighted people again because they all go on about oh privacy this and privacy that and i don't want someone taking a picture of me at three o'clock in the morning when i'm walking back from the pub drunk again <laughs> you know this is a problem you know i don't want 
uh, I don't care about all that stuff. What I care about is getting access to things and using all that. But the problem is that's not the conversation that's being had out there in the big wide world. It's all about privacy, people taking your pictures. And I get that. You know, if you've got kids, I can totally understand. I've got friends of mine who've got kids and they say, can you imagine walking down the street with your kids and then someone's walking by with those glasses on and there's a camera in them and just snapping away pictures of who knows what. No, 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 no. And look, the cameras are... Oh, you're are... so innocent, aren't no, you? No, cameras are everywhere anyway. We're always being... Yeah, so that's already a concern if you're going to have that concern. I don't think that is the concern. Everyone gives away all their privacy and security anyway through social media. Everyone takes pictures and half the time they don't turn the location off. So you can see where that picture was taken. Ah, it's the difference between giving and taking though. You see, giving is one thing. Giving the stuff to Facebook and saying, I'm putting this picture up of my child doing whatever a child does. Yes. Um, You know, that's fine. But, you know, then it's a case of, uh, well, you know, I didn't. You know, the next minute you find out that your your kid's picture's on Facebook by some weird guy who walked by you one day with a pair of glasses yeah, on. But, I mean, you can't stop weirdo. I mean, you know, that's going to happen with a, with just a smartphone anyway. As I said, cameras are everywhere. So I, I don't actually think it is that. I think it's just that the technology isn't there yet. The battery life, the, the camera technology. I mean, you don't want to charge uh, a pair of smart glasses every 10 minutes. And I think that's the, the stumbling block. But I think, you know, a couple of years and they'll be everywhere. I predict it's going to be sooner than that. I'm going to go on record right here and now to say that at Apple's fall event this year, they're going to announce smart glasses. And they're going to release them early next year. Fake news. Boo, Tim. Boo. I think it's going to happen. Never going to happen. Nope. Yep. No, I'll tell you. Well, we're going to talk. No. 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 (laughs) No. Do you know why? Because um, I don't think so. Uh, But no, I don't because the... They're going to bring out other stuff this year. We're going to talk about Apple's event, actually, and I think Apple are going to be focusing more on trying to screw us for every penny we've got um, this year. So I don't think they're going to... Well, that leads more, to my point. More oh, than okay. usual, I guess, but um, <laughs> we shall see. Uh, anyway, let's let's talk about... Um, picture, actually, speaking of pictures, um, let's talk about uh, seeing AI. Because if you've taken a picture... Um, you know, it's often the case that you get these pictures, and, and I, I'll, I do laugh at Facebook and Twitter sometimes. You know, image with man, and, right? <laughs> so, yeah, it's really helpful. <laughs> Thanks for that. Or image with man with bookcase. Uh, okay, who's the guy? Uh, whereas yeah, possibly a person outdoors <laughs> next to a tree. Okay. <laughs> like, no, I was indoors standing next to a pipe. Um, but yeah, so uh, I mean, if you have p- open pipes in your home, clearly you have problems. But anyway. Um, that aside, uh, seeing AI will actually show you what's in your pictures um, by you just moving your finger across the image. This sounds pretty cool. Yeah, this is kind of the Google Lookout app, but at another level, because you can obviously already do object recognition with seeing AI, but the ability to either take a photo or get one from your camera roll and then just move your finger around the screen and get detailed information about what's in the photo. I really like this update. Now they've done a couple other things with you can reorganize the the list of things that it can do. So product and text and all that. You can reorganize them to however you want them to be and things like that. But really being able to get into the photo and detect what's in it, I, I really like that. Yeah, it's not only just the object detection or recognition. It's actually where it is in that video. So you do actually just run your finger across the photo and you'll get a sort of beep, 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 beep. And then when it gets to an object it recognizes it will go ding and 
say, you know, yeah. tree, plant, pipe. person, or even pipe, if you're slightly <laughs> strange. Um, yeah, so you know whereabouts in that photo it is. I was um, actually really amazed by this, not because, as I've said, of the object recognition, because we've seen that before, although it is a really cool technology, but I just haven't seen this use of it before, and I think it's a really good idea. You know, you can get an idea of not just what's in the photo, but how that photo is uh, framed or made up and, and where things are inside it. And that's something I don't think we've had access to before. Yeah, and I think it's nice to see seeing AI develop. You know, I, I don't think for a second that they're just going to close it down at any point, but it's nice to see they develop it continuously and they keep coming up with new ways to use it. I mean, this is pretty innovative stuff from a company which, let's be honest about it, a couple of years ago we all thought it was a bit stuffy. And, yeah. you know, it all wore suits and, you know, this place was a bit dusty. Um, you know, whereas now, you know, it's it's like, you know, they've brought out the Microsoft Surface and, the, you know, they're doing great stuff in disability and they're all inclusive and, you know, everybody's young. Um, you know, it's kind of it's nice. They've done well. Yeah, I don't like them anymore. Everyone's young. Um, no, <laughs> well, you're absolutely young, right. They? They've had such an image turnaround here, that, that business-orientated company. Um, but with the Surface, particularly the Surface Studio, when they released that tablet sort of computer, it was just really cool and just trendy tech. And it's yeah. something we're not used to from Microsoft. And you're right about seeing AI the development on that. I mean, when an update does come out with seeing AI, there's a sort of buzz in the um, VI community, if you like, what's new in it this time? Um, and as I said, this is a particular use of object recognition that I just haven't seen anywhere else before. So, I, I mean, it, it's a bit of a coincidence that the Google Lookout app has come out with a, a similar mm. sort of feature set. Um, but yeah, this is a really cool use of this technology. Right, look, I'm conscious of time, and I want to mention Apple's event coming up on the 25th of Boring. March. Yeah, I... Tim, where are you on this? I think it's all going to be about <laughs> movies, isn't it? But TV shows, movies. It's basically Apple flicks coming soon, isn't it? Well, originally we were thinking that it was just going to be their news and magazine service that was going to be launched this month, possibly AirPods, possibly some other sort of device. And they've already talked about the new uh, budget iPad, so that's not going to be new. Maybe AirPods or something else. But now, yeah, the rumors are saying that it could be their their new streaming video service to compete with Netflix. Uh, part of me is excited about this, and part of me is cautiously optimistic because, of course, Netflix already has a you know has the corner on this, and. I don't know. I'm I'm eager to see what happens. They've put a lot of money into the service. A lot of big name celebrities from Hollywood are involved. And so it could be really good. It could be awful. So I'm interested to see how the news magazine part happens, you know, how that goes with the subscription, how they do this with the video service. If there are any actual hardware products that are announced, that would be nice. But yeah, I'm kind of tiptoeing into this event. I'm not I'm not not excited, but I'm just kind of cautious. I'm worried, and I'll tell you why. Because I just think this streaming video service is is just taking off and is going to explode. And I think it's going to be almost too much choice. You know, we've got Disney bringing out a, a um, video streaming service, and they've just recently took all the Marvel content off Netflix, or are going to. Um, I just think, you know you're going to have to subscribe to so many services to get all the content. 
I don't know. It seems like a backward step to me. I, I know there can't be really a monopoly, which Netflix sort of has now, um, but it does work well for us as consumers. Having so much choice and how many $10 a month can you spare? Uh, well, with my phone contracts now, uh, not much. Um, but what I will say is that um, I don't think Netflix has a monopoly. I think it's just that they're they're pretty good. I will say what they've got monopoly on is audio-described content, and that's really all I'm interested in. So yes. in terms of choice, really, for us at the moment, in terms of streaming, forget the local channels and, and the countries and all the rest. I mean, we're talking Netflix and hopefully Apple's whatever they call it, an Apple Flicks or Apple TV or whatever the end, or Apple Film. They're not going to call it Apple Flicks. <laughs> I can I guarantee know, I that. Apple Flicks. I like Apple Flicks. I like the sound of that. Um, but I... I don't know. Tim Cook's had his name changed to Tim Apple, so, you know. He has, yes, that's right. <laughs> Apple Tim. Um, well, you know, I, I think this could be good, and I hope that they do. I, I'm pretty sure, I hope, <laughs> you can never be sure, but I'm hopeful that they will include audio description on their own original content. Um, oh yes, I would have to think they will. Massive emission if they didn't. Yeah, um, I, I hope they do, and that's what what will intrigue me. The worry I've got is looking through the iTunes catalog. Um, there aren't many movies on there, and almost no TV series with audio description. Um, that may change. That must be a UK thing because here there's about three or four hundred of them if you do a search. Wow. Oh well, there you go. Well, it's a, it must be a, U, a UK thing then because there's very few here. I think it's similar um, to Amazon Prime Video because here in the U.S. there's so many uh, original shows as well as movies and even some acquired movies that have audio description. But overseas, it doesn't seem to be the same uh, there either. So, yeah, I think that must must be a, a U.K. thing, unfortunately. Well, it's, see, with Apple, we expect accessibility when it comes to its uh, hardware. Mm. It's something that we love right. Apple for, despite some of its other things that we don't like about Apple. Accessibility is always great. So it would be a real shame if they dropped the ball when it came to the video streaming service. Well, we shall see. Um, but that's it from us for this week. Thank you so much for getting involved, as always, and listening. Thank you for that. AMI.ca. Uh, go there and you'll find lots more about EMI Audio, but also uh, our little show here, Double Tap Canada. And you can find out more about us and, and search for news and read lots more on doubletap.online, which is our blog. And uh, don't forget the podcast as well. You can catch up with any time of the day or night. If you can't sleep, we will help. Uh, that is it from us, <laughs> Tim and Sean. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. This was an AMI podcast. For more accessible media, visit AMI.ca. I'm Margaret Shepard of the AMI podcast, Tripping On Air. Every month, my co-host Alex Hajar and I spill the tea on what it's really like to live with MS. Watch Tripping On Air on YouTube or download wherever you get your pods.